Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Uh, before we get started, I need to know who's been praying for this cold weather. Who, who, who is it? I got to figure out who this is. Y'all need to get your heart right with Jesus and stop it. Just please stop it. Too, how many of y'all like cold weather? You love the cold weather, all right? See, there's only like four of y'all, all right? The rest of us, we can get to praying more. Uh, hey, thank you for being here. I am I'm so, so honored that, that you decided to be here with us. Um, I know that today is going to be a good day for you. We've already had a good uh, first service, and I'm looking forward to what God's going to do in this service. But it means a great deal that you decided to get up on a freezing cold day and uh, and come to church. And we say this all the time, but we truly mean it. We want to connect with you. Uh, we want this church to feel like your church. And so stop by. If you if you haven't got to connect with us, stop by. We've got a free gift we would love to give you just to, just to say, hey. Or you, there's a little QR code there on the back of the chair in front of you. You can scan that. And uh, if you're an introvert, just use that means to, uh, to connect with us. We're in a, a short two-week series that we started last week called Heart for the House. And this series is really a call to action. And um, today, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, as I was uh, going through school and, and listening to uh, preachers, and I figured out, you know, hey, God's calling me to be a pastor. You know, there's, there's a lot of different types and, and varieties of, of preachers out there, pastors out there. And, you know, you have some pastors, they really like to, they're, they're very intellectual, right? They, they love to take God's word and dig in and find those things and, and give you lots of knowledge and fill your head up with a lot of, uh, of just, you know, great stuff from, from God's word. And then there's other pastors or preachers that, man, it's all about the heart, right? We speak to the heart. We're, we're led by emotions and, and just, you know, the, the Bible says a lot about our heart and, and what it means for our lives. And so just for me personally, not saying it's right or wrong, I tend to lean on the heart side of things. Like I want you to feel it when you walk out of here. I want you to feel the presence of God, not just know. And so really the, the goal is to, how, how do we you know, bridge those two things. How do we bring those two things together, right? Give us some head knowledge of who God is and what he says and teaching, you know, wisdom, but then also to, to feel him and, and to understand and, and just the emotional side of it. Well, today um, uh, is going to be a little bit different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach for a little bit today because I think it's really, really important for us to gain some knowledge on what it means uh, for the, what, it, what is church, what, what does that mean for you and I? What does that look like? And maybe I have an idea or, or, or a thought, or maybe I've grown up to hear what it is, but what does that really, really mean? And so last week we talked about, you know, having a heart for the house means um, my treasures are going to be there, right? Having financial generosity towards God and his church and people. And so this week, again, is going to be a call to action, but I want to look at these three questions, starting with what is the church? What is the church? Now, before we jump in, I'm going to be skipping all over. So if you want to take notes or, or highlight or take pictures of the screens, whatever you want to do. But I want to ask you to do this. Let's just take a moment. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes real quick, real quick. And listen, I haven't got to meet everybody in the room. And I don't know what you've brought into the room this morning. Maybe there's some struggle. Maybe there's some hurt. Maybe there's just some rejoicing going on. Your family's on a, on a mountaintop right now. Whatever it is, God knows where you're at. God knows what you need in your heart and in your life right now. And I want to just encourage you right now in this moment, all of us, kids, students, teenagers, wherever you're at, would you just pray and say, God, would you speak to my heart today? God, open my eyes to what you have from you. I'm here for a reason today, God. 
Maybe this is the first time. Maybe I've been here a long time. But God, would you speak to me today? Would you just pray that right now? Father, I pray for these next few moments that you would use your word to speak directly into our hearts and our situation. God, give us knowledge, give us wisdom so that we can walk out of here knowing who you've created us to be, the calling that we have on our lives. Lord, I pray that that your word would be powerful today in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is the church? The Bible has a lot to say about God's house, has a lot to say about the church. Many people view or see the church as a building, right? I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to this specific place. Well, the word church is translated from Greek with the original language, and it's used the word ekklesia. Ekklesia, and simply what that means is the called out ones or an assembly. It's an assembly or a called out one. So right away, we see the root meaning of church is not a building, it's people, right? The church isn't this place that you go on Sundays. The church is made up of people. The Bible also calls the church the body of Christ, the body of Christ, which Christ is the head of the body. He, or excuse me, Ephesians chapter one, the Bible says this, and he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church. So Jesus, we, the people are the body of Christ. Jesus being the head of the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is made up of believers. Now it's really broken down into two different things, all right? So we have what I'll call the universal church. Right? This is uh, maybe like the capital C, the big C church. Okay, This is consists of everyone everywhere who has a personal relationship with Christ. That is the big C universal church. Now, the next step down, if you will, for us, if, if you know, geographically, is the local church. The local church is, is pretty much the same thing. It consists of everyone who has a personal relationship with Jesus in a local area or region. So we have the big C church, and then we kind of have the, the lowercase c local church. And this is what the body of Christ is, okay? Now, the second question, what is the church? So the, the second question really kind of gets a little bit more practical. Well, what's the role? of the church? Why do we need the church? And why is it even important? Is, why is the church important in my life? So I'm going to give you the answer, then we're going to break it down. All right. God has ordained the church, a fellowship of the flawed to carry out his purpose and his will in the world. So that's the answer. Why is the church important? What's the role of church? God has ordained the church, a fellowship of the flawed to carry out his purpose and his will in the world. So when we, when we consider the biblical teaching on what church is, it's vitally important for us to grow in our relationship with Christ. So think about it like this. Think about a tree, right? We got a tree and usually the, the tree, however big or tall, has branches that come off of the tree, right? The church being the tree, you and I being the branches, we have to stay connected to the body of Christ, to the church in order to grow and thrive in our relationship. And so let's take a second. Let's look back at the Old Testament and learn a little bit. Let me give you a little bit of head knowledge about the church. So God called Moses. He instructed Moses to build a tabernacle way back in the day. And so 
the way Moses did this, it was, it was like a tent. Think of a, think of a big outdoor tent. And God told Moses, put this right in the center of the people, right where everybody can see it. This is going to be right geographically, right in the middle of all the people. So the tabernacle, or sometimes they called it the temple, uh, it was the center of where everybody was. And God told them, this is where you need to bring your sacrifices. When it's time for you to sacrifice, when it's time for you to, 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 to you know, give God his, you come to the temple and that's where you're going to do these things. This is where we're going to celebrate you being a, a, a God follower. Now, a little bit fast forward, the, the temple or the tabernacle there functioned also as a central place for instruction. People would go and they would listen to teaching. And this is where the presence of God would be felt and, and honored. And people would go there even to, to worship and praise God right there in the center of where everybody was. They would, they would fill the tabernacle. They would fill the temple with joyful praise. And this is where they would go to do that. Now, the tabernacle or the temple was not only viewed as the center geographic place for Israel, but it was also the spiritual center for Israel. This is where they would go and think of it like a, like a, a, a bike tire, right? You got the, you got the middle and then you got the spokes coming off the, the center of that wheel was the temple. And what they were instructed to do is everything you learned in the temple, everything you did in the temple, all the, the praise, the sacrifice, all that, then you should take that and it should flow into every other part of your life. And so that's where God ordained and, and put the, the temple, the tabernacle, the church together. So now let's jump over to the New Testament, right? That was Old Testament, the beginning of the church. And we see a lot of emphasis from Jesus put on the church. In Matthew, Jesus is talking to Peter, one of his disciples, and he says, Peter, I'm going to build the church. I'm going to build the church. And, and, and what he was really saying there is like the, the growth, the expansion of the church, this was God's responsibility. It's not man's responsibility. It's God's responsibility. I'm going to be the one who built it is what Jesus tells Matthew. Then over in Hebrews, listen to this. It should be here on the screen. Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible says, let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works. And then here it is. Not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. So he's saying, he's saying, listen, we got to come together as the body of Christ. We got to connect with one another. We got to grow together. We're going to provoke one another. We're going to push one another towards love. We're going to push one another towards good works. That's what the church is about. He says, don't neglect meeting together. So it's really important to attend a body. It's really important to be a part of a body of Christ. It's vital to your spiritual health and your spiritual growth. And I want you to think about this. The community provided by a local church is massive. The Bible has almost 60 one another's in the Bible, right? Love one another, care for one another, all the one another. How do we do that unless we're connected with the body of Christ? How do we perform that? But how do people perform that for us when I'm the one in need unless I'm connected to the body? But there's one place in the New Testament that I think it is written so beautifully and it just gives a great description for you and I to understand that we can really, really relate to of what is the church. Ephesians chapter five, Paul says this, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
So Paul's given this, this godly wisdom for husbands. And in the context of, of this verse, he's urging husbands to love their wives. And he gives this example. He says, Christ loved the church so much that he gave his life for her. Now that's a pretty big deal. The Bible uh, refers to, to churches as sometimes the, the, the bride of Christ. And when Jesus was on earth, we have to understand this. God created the church and he gave his son for the church because he loves it so much. And when Jesus was on the earth, here's what Jesus' role was. He needed to shine the light so people could see God. That was Jesus' role, to seek and to save that, was the, that which was lost. So Jesus came to earth. He was shining the light on God. But then we know the rest of the story. Jesus died, he was buried, and then he was resurrected, and he sits in heaven today. So when Jesus left, he gave us, the church, the body of Christ. Now it's our responsibility to shine that light for people to see the Lord. So, so you and I have a role to play. If you are a follower of Christ, you are a believer, you are, you are on the team, you and I have a role to play. I want you to listen to this quote of what it looks like when we understand our role as a church. It is the church that is willing to die to worldly standards that will know the power of Christ's resurrection. It may be envied for its depth of loving relationships or for its spontaneous joy. I got to stop right there. Wow. The church may be envied for its depth of loving relationships. The church may be envied for its spontaneous joy. Let's go around our world today and see if anybody says that about the church. How many people are going to come back and say, yeah, man, I really envy those church people because they're so loving and they have great relationships and they have such joy. It's probably not something we hear a lot today. It says it may be hated and persecuted for, persecuted for its revolutionary lifestyle, exposing the hollow values and destructive selfishness of the society it seeks to serve. But it certainly cannot be ignored. When God reigns among his people, they become a city set on a hill and cannot be hidden. Listen to me. We, the church, are the visible expression to the world of the Savior who is presently in heaven. We, you and I, if you consider yourself a Christian, you are the visible expression to the world, to the entire world of who the Savior is who is presently sitting in heaven. So it's important. It's vital in my life. What is the church? What's the role of the church? Why is it important? So we see that. But here's why I want to personalize it a little bit for you and I. What does that mean for me? Okay, the church is important. God created it. It's the bride of Christ. He tells men to, to, to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and give yourself. Man, that's a deep love, right? And he's telling his followers, this is how passionate I am about the church. Well, what does that mean for me in my life? Romans chapter 12, I think, is, is one of the best passages for you and I to understand our role within the church. Paul says this, for by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function. So think about it there. He's using our body as an example, right? He's using your fingers and your nose and your ears and your mouth. All, your body is made up of a bunch of different parts, 
but it's still one body. Everything on your body has a different function, but it's still one body. Verse five, in the same way, we who are many, that's all of us who know Christ, love Christ, serving him, we who are many are one body in Christ, individually members of one another. So we should be attached, we should be connected. The body of Christ is one. Verse six, according to the grace given us, now here it is, we all have different gifts. If it's prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If it's service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. If you are a believer, hear this today, you have a role to play in the body of Christ. If you are a believer, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have a role in the body of Christ. Christ. And let me help you with this. It's an active role. This isn't a passive role. This is something active. And I don't have time to go through all of it, but I want you to see just a couple of uh, uh, passages here that show us it's an active. Ephesians 5, therefore be imitators of God. Okay, so I'm a follower of Christ, so what's my role? I need to be an imitator of God. I need to try my best to imitate God as dearly loved children. This is what he says, walk in love Walk in love as Christ also loved us, gave himself. So wait a minute, I have to walk in love. So it's an active thing. Walking is moving, right? So I have to walk in love. Then he says this, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. So not only do I walk in love, but I got to sacrifice for God. I got to make sure that my life lines up with what God is telling me to do. The church must be active. I don't have time, but we'll look at a few of these verses. Mark 16, the Bible says, go into the world. Matthew 22, love people. 1 Peter 4, serve people. Matthew 5, be salt and light into the world. Here's how we can sum it all up, right? It's not a service project, it's a lifestyle. It's not just something I do on Sundays. It's not a service project that we, that we show up for an hour. It's a lifestyle. Being the church, being a part of the body of Christ, I have a role and it is a lifestyle that I live and it affects everything about me. It's not just something I do every once in a while. We have an important role and a responsibility to live these things out. And, and, and I'm here to tell you today that God wants to use you. Now, I know for some of you, the immediate thought is, is me? God wants to use me? And I want to ask you this question today. And I, want, I want you to take this question home with you and chew on it this week, if you would. You can write it down, take a picture. But remember this question this week. What is standing in my way of God using me? What is standing in my way of God using me? Now, for some of you, man, God is using you. And you're pouring your heart into, into this relationship with Christ. You're serving the church. You're serving people. Your workplace, the people know you love Jesus. But for others of us, we get into these places. What's standing in my way of God using me? And let me, let me say this again. If you feel weak, if you feel limited, you feel, uh, you know, just unordinary, you feel not good enough, then you are the exact type of person that God loves to use. Over and over and over in scripture, we see that's the people that God uses. Now, I want to be real and let's be honest, right? So, so the, the, the good side of this conversation is, okay, I'm submitting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life. I'm going to be active in my relationship with Christ. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to serve people. I'm going to shine my light, right? I'm going to be active. Well, what about the passive side? What about the flip side, the, the side that probably where we see a lot of trouble and a lot of unhealthiness? And here's where churches can really get in trouble. 
Churches get in trouble when we start producing consumers instead of contributors. Now think about that for a second. You and I, especially if you were born in the South, how many of y'all were born in the South? Anybody? All right. Where's all the Northerners? All right. All right. All right. We got you. We got you. Go Bills. Go Bills today. Uh, yeah. Uh, just this week. Ravens next week. Just this week. All right. Uh, if, you're, if you're from the South or you've been here very long, you, you can't drive very far without seeing a church building, right? You're going to see one. And, and, and the sad reality is a lot of them, there's not a lot of cars there on Sunday morning anymore. There's not a lot of churches that are overflowing with people anymore. Why? Because sadly, what we've done is we've produced consumers instead of contributors. And consumers, what do we do? We, we come and we sit and it's all about me and it's what I can get and what's good for me. And do I like the songs? Do I like the preacher? Do I like the kids ministry? Do I like the students ministry? It becomes all about us. And let me just say this, okay? I want you to hear this. If you go to any church only looking for what it can do for you, you will never be satisfied. You will never find it. Why? Because you're looking for something from the church that it never promised you it was going to do. The church never promised you that you're going to like everything and you're going to agree with everything because that's not what the church is. And we've, we've made this consumer mentality that, that, that instead of coming to church for an hour and then leaving, it should be a contributor. It should be an action-filled lifestyle. I'm a part of the body of Christ and I have a role to play. You see, I believe with all my heart and I've seen God do it. The evidence is real. God's doing something really special here at City Hope Church. The last two Sundays, two Sundays ago, we had guys sitting on the, on the window seal over here. I was like, what is going on? It's just an amazing thing to see. And God's, God's bringing people and God's doing some really cool things. And, and, and it's been amazing. But I want you to hear my heart this morning, okay? And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. At City Hope, we're not building an audience. We're building an army. We're not here to build an audience. We're here to build an army, an army of hope dealers, an army of prayer warriors, an army of truth tellers, an army of servant leaders, an army of, of disciple makers, an army of generous givers. That's what this world needs. We're trying to build people who love God and who are not afraid to go and treat the world just like Jesus treated the world. That's what we need here at City Hope. We want people who put their relationship with Christ over their lives and everything flows out of that relationship. Everything flows, every decision, every conversation, everything we got going on in our life flows from that. We're gonna push you to become a little bit uncomfortable in sharing your faith. We're gonna push you and equip you to get ready to go into this world and lead and share your story. We wanna help you in these things. But I want you to hear this. And man, I love this when I came up with this the other day. So listen close. The world doesn't need another full building of people on Sundays. The world needs a building full of people who are going to live as Christ every single day. That's good. Come on now. That's pretty good stuff. All right. Y'all got to wake up here. My goodness. Thank you. I don't want an audience. I don't want City Hope Church to be an audience of people who come in and we sing a few cool songs and we clap our hands and then we load all this stuff back up in our trailer and we'll do it again next Sunday. No, we need an army of people who are ready, who say, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but here I am. I, I don't know what God wants from me, but here, here's, here's the step I'm gonna take. 
And we want to come alongside you and help you and equip you and love you and care for you. Okay, Bobby, all that sounds great. All that sounds good. The church, I, okay, I understand what the church is. It's, it's people. It's not a building. It's important. It's the bride of Christ. It's, it's got a major role. Our role is to shine his light. My, I have a role in the church. You know, I want to figure that out. But what does that look like for me and my family? I understand all what you're saying, but what is that truly, practically, if we want to be a part of this local church, what does that look like? So for the last two years, we have been praying and seeking and asking the Lord, okay, God, you know, I, I want City Hope Church to be different. I don't want it to be just like every other church. And so we've created this process called the loop. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. And it's brand new. We're going to roll it out in February and we'll get you the dates. It's all online. If you want the information, you can go there and get it. But the loop is going to be our process of what it means to, to go all in here at City Hope. And it's a three-step process. The first step is just really all about who we are, how we started, what we're all about, our vision that we believe God has given our church, why we are here. Um, and then at the end of step one, you will have an opportunity to become official partner of City Hope Church. Now, let me explain what that means. Most churches, when you think of uh, uh, being a part of church, they call it church membership, right? And that's fine. I'm not knocking anybody else. I've been a part of those churches as well. But when I think about membership, I think about, you know, like a, like a, a golf course, right? A golf club. And if you're a member of a golf course, what do you do? You walk in and pretty much everybody is there. Why? To serve you, right? Uh, make sure your shoes are clean. Make sure your clubs are clean. You got your drinks. You got your food. You want to make sure that you're comfortable. And, and that's great. Man, I wish I could be a part of one of those, right? One, maybe one day, right? I'm not knocking it. But when I think about becoming a part of a church, we don't want members to come in and think, okay, everything's about me. We want partners that are say, you know what? We've got a vision and I'm going to partner with you. And we're going to go reach that vision together. We're going to do this thing together. And you've probably heard us say it. Pastor Brad said it. It's, it's written all throughout all of our signs. Our mission, what we believe God has called us to do, is very practical. It's very action-oriented. It's inviting everyday people to experience the hope of Jesus in every way. That's not just our job. We want you to get involved in that. We want you to invite people to church, our gathering. We want you to invite people into your home. We want you to invite people to your small group. We want you to invite people to experience the hope of Jesus, we join in this mission together. Also in step one, you're gonna hear what does it mean if I'm gonna become a member, if I'm gonna become a partner of City Hope Church. Well, what does that mean? Well, I just wanna tell you this morning, what does that mean? That means you're gonna receive love. You're gonna be cared for. You're gonna have opportunities for connection. We're gonna do our best to equip you with whatever life is throwing at you. But I also want you to understand this, uh, being a partner of City Hope Church, we're gonna help keep you accountable. We're gonna help push you and encourage you and, and, and do those tough things that, ah, I know I need to do it, but I'm a little nervous. I don't know if I can do it. We're gonna be here to help you on those journeys. That's step one. Step two of the loop is, is really a fun step. It's all about you. Step two has nothing to do with City Hope Church. It's all about you because the Bible says you have a role to play and you've been given gifts and you have a purpose. And, and one of the greatest days of your life comes when you define what my purpose is, when I understand this is why I was put on earth. And so step two is all about you. We're gonna take some spiritual gifts tests. We're gonna look at some different personality things and we're gonna say, okay, this is who I am and we're gonna help you discover your 
purpose. That's step two. And then in step three of the loop, we're gonna say, okay, now that we know your gifts, now that we know your passions, where does God wanna use you? Where does God wanna use you within the walls of a church building and outside the walls of a church building? So step one, two, and three is our process of becoming truly identifying as the local body of Christ. All the steps and classes, as again, that's all on our events page and you can check it out. We're gonna begin those steps in February and you can sign up and you can come and and be an official partner of City Hope. But what else? What else? And I think this is really, really, really important. Not only becoming an official partner of City Hope Church, but there's a lot of serving opportunities that you have. Here's what I believe about us serving. I believe that when we serve inside the church, it is a training ground for us to go outside of the church and serve. When I'm, when I'm helping and I'm serving and I'm teaching and I'm loving and I'm caring and I'm shepherding and I'm, I'm, I'm leading a class or whatever I'm doing, when I'm doing this inside of the church, it's going to overflow into my life outside of the walls. That's why I think it's so important for you and I to serve because once we do it, it gets in us and it gets on us and it becomes a part of who we are. So who are you serving? Who is God calling you to serve? As we've started City Hope Church, probably the the number one conversation we have with people is about connection. It's about, man, we just, we want to find our people and we want to be in relationships and we, 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 don't, we don't really know anybody and we're trying to just get connected. And we believe the best way to do this, the vehicle that we use is through small groups. And this is just an opportunity as our church grows bigger in number, it also grows smaller because we all need people in our corner. We all need people encouraging us and loving us and helping us. And, and I know this is what every single one of us crave. We're not meant to to go through this Christian walk as a solo act. We need people. So we have small groups. Next Sunday, our brand new small groups kick off. And so if you're here today and you're not in one, stop by this table right here. When you walk out, I think Courtney will be there, maybe Brett. Stop by and say, hey, we wanna get connected and we'll do everything we can to find you a group that fits you in your life. It's about being the body of Christ. The last thing, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but, but I just wanna emphasize it one more time, is in our, in our generosity, in our giving. You see, God gave us his first and his best. He gave us his one and only son, Jesus, as a sacrifice for you and I. And what is he asking for in return? Our first and our best. It's about obedience to God's word. And I wanna encourage you in your generosity. And, um, as you came in today, some of you here on this middle row, you'll see some papers underneath your chair. If you'll just grab those and hand them down the aisle. Listen, don't take one if you don't need it. This is an explanation of the 90-day giving challenge that we offered last week. And, and again, you don't have to take this. You don't have to fill it out. But, but if you want more information, this is it. And so here's what, we, here's what we did last week for those of you who weren't able to make it. We believe in the power of giving so much and we believe that it's God's word and it's God's will for you and I that we're we're giving you this 90 day challenge and we're gonna say, hey, for the next 90 days, you give to the Lord 
You give to the Lord consistently. It's not about a number. It's not about a percentage. This is totally between you and the Lord. But if you give faithfully for the next 90 days, after 90 days, if you come to us and say, you know what? I don't think God held up to his end of the bargain. We'll give you all your money back. We'll give you every penny back. This isn't some scheme. This isn't some gimmick. This is just us giving you a tool to help get you started. For some of you, maybe it's a restart. It's getting on the right path and being obedient to the way that God calls us to live. See, all these things that I'm talking about right here, being a partner, being an official partner of City Hope Church, being a servant of the Lord, being in a small group, giving, all of these things are marks of a disciple. And these are all things that we're all in different areas, right? Not all of us are, are ready for all that. But here's what I want us to understand as we close this morning. I love the example that the church is the bride of Christ. Men in the room, how do we want people to treat our bride? With honor with respect. Just imagine how God wants us to treat his bride. It's the bride of Christ. Let's do all we can to hold up our end of the bargain because God held up his end. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for your word. I'm thankful that we can just open it and gain knowledge gain wisdom, gain understanding. I pray that today for some, you would convict and you would encourage and you would give your marching orders. Lord, I, I know without any doubt, there's some in here today that probably need to start a relationship with you. And Lord, if that's the step they need to take, I pray that they would just be so convicted to take that step. I pray for our hearts that our heart would be in tune with your heart that we would love the church that we would honor your church we would not forsake gathering together that we would not be consumers only that we would not be just on the sideline God but put us in the game Pray for the ones that are in here that have questions or maybe even have some hurts, have some fears, have some struggles. Lord, I just lift them up to you and say, God, would you just give them wisdom? Help this body of Christ be there for them and have their back and help walk through those, those times. Thank you for the men and women in this church that are striving to be imitators of God. <laughs> Lord, we're not perfect. We never will be help us to strive in that way and God we know all of this is for your honor and for your glory may City Hope Church always always be about your kingdom and not our own we love you and we praise you in Jesus name Amen thanks again for tuning in with us today we would love to connect with you and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website God bless you and have a wonderful day